0: Do I need a life coach? You're listening to episode 14 with Rhiannon Bush. Welcome to the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast. We're here to discuss the ins and outs of the life coaching industry and give you tools to use to see for yourself. I'm your host, Rhiannon Bush, mother, management consultant and a passionate certified life coach. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back. It is cold. I cannot believe it's the end of November and it is so, so cold. I took the kids to the park today. And when that sun went away from oh, shining, it was so, so cold. The wind just cut right through us. There's even snow on the mountains. Like what is going on? This is not our normal summer and not, not cool at all. So, That's what's been going with me. Tasmanians have a thing about talking about the weather. (laughs) We do it quite a lot. So, yeah, if I do uh, go on about the weather, let me know. But I really enjoy being outside and wearing summer dresses. Like I've said in the past, Tassie winters are long. So I've been really keen to get out and experience our summer and we're just not getting it. So anytime now, it'll be good. It'll be good. We're still very, very close to moving into our house. We're not there yet, but very, very close. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, But everything else in our lives is great. The kids are really well. Um, Clients are great. Business is great. Work is great. You know, things are good. We're in a really, really good spot. So I hope leading up to silly season, you are feeling great too. I hope work is looking to wrap up um, soon for the end of the year and you're looking to celebrate with loved ones and family um, for the end of 2022 I also really hope that you have had a great year that you've started. I always get a a bit reflective around this time of the year. I'm always like, oh, have I had a good year? Am I happy with the progress I've made? Uh, What's been the things that have, you know, really been highlights? What are things that if I could go back, I could change or get lessons from? You know, I I do all that sort of stuff around December, January. I really enjoy it. So, yeah, I don't know if you've ever thought about it. But if you have, um, yeah, how have you felt about this year? Are you happy? Are you not so happy? Um, are there things that you really want to hit the ground running with next year? Are you happy to just to take a foot off the gas for a little while and just enjoy where you are? Um, Yeah, all of the things. So actually on that note, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about feel good mornings and this was, it really came up for me this week and I just really want to talk to you about it. So how do you wake up? Are you a good sleeper? Are you a bad sleeper? Are you a light sleeper? Are you a sleep walker, a sleep talker? Do you snore? Um, Do you wake up feeling energized or do you wake up feeling lethargic? I know some mornings and most mornings, I'm a morning person as you can probably tell, I love to get up and like do things in the morning. I really feel efficient in the morning. I feel at my best in the morning. Um, So I kind of get out of bed and I'm like, right, I'm on, let's go. Other people, my partner included, aren't morning people. And getting up is a real struggle. Not a struggle like it obviously has to happen, but it just takes a lot of energy to get up in the morning at the time, you know, society kind of dictates that we have to. So this is what I want to talk to you about. How do you wake up? This week we were on our way to drop the kids at daycare and it occurred to me just how much we can choose to stay in the same morning after morning routine and relive that same morning over and over again, week after week, month after month, almost year after year. Or we can make a change quite easily to change our entire experience. So a few years ago, I was going through a bit of an identity crisis and I couldn't uh, work out what had changed in my day. But I was feeling... I'm not going to say depressed. Depressed is probably too much. But it was definitely negative and I was not really okay. Um, And I knew I wasn't, but I didn't quite know, even with all the tools, how to fix it. This is why everyone needs a life coach, by the way, including me, Um, because it's the other person that makes the difference. You know, you can self-coach to a point. Beyond that, get some help. I needed help. So, on one of my usual morning walks, I changed the podcast that I wasn't really into. I wasn't really getting into it at all. And I changed it to my Spotify account. And instead of clicking my usual playlist, I clicked liked songs. Um, And Bent by Matchbox 20 came on. Showing my age now, but I'm a huge Matchbox 20 fan. Absolutely love their music. Um, And it was the music I listened to a lot in high school. So I'm sure you have an equivalent, right? But one of the things I love about music is that it transports me directly back to memories I've had throughout my life and makes me feel all sorts of things. Usually the feelings that I felt at that time in my life when I remember it from, when I recall it. So it's why I often choose to, on a side note, listen to books before I read them. I'll listen to an audio book and if I enjoy it, I'll buy the physical book. Then as I'm earmarking the physical book, mentally this cool thing happens where I'm taken back to where I was physically listening to that book. So, I might be like earmarking the book and then mentally I'm like, oh yeah, I was at daycare picking up the kids when I was listening to this part of the book. It's really, really cool. And, you know, isn't it great how our brain works like that? In coaching, we call this anchoring, so super powerful stuff, very helpful for altering meanings that we've given to things so our clients can move forward and detach, but I'll go into that later, okay? So here I was walking, listening to Matchbox 20, and I got all nostalgic, but the light bulb went off in my mind that I used to listen to music every single morning on the bus on the way to school. Then in Sydney, when I was commuting to and from wherever I was going, I had my headphones in and I was listening to music. Music was and always has been a huge part of my life, but I'd left it behind somewhere along the way. Uh, And music was always what I'd turn to, to release pent up emotions. It's how I set up my day. It's how I wound down from my day. It's felt like I wasn't alone like I was connected to other people like other people had experienced what I was experiencing so you know it's it's been a huge huge part of me and it's given me so much and if you don't listen to music I don't think you'll understand at all what I mean by this Um, music is something that either resonates with you or it doesn't and if it does like music is an experience it's not just listening to music so for those musos listening to this You'll totally resonate with what I've just said. For those who don't, it's going to be something else for you. There's going to be something else that resonates in this way with you. I think we all have this sort of experience, um, but music's mine. So, music's always given me so much. And at this time in my life, on my early morning walk, I realize that there's this huge piece of what's been missing. (laughs) And it's been making me feel a little bit left of center, right? A little bit unlike my normal self. So, in the car in the mornings on our way to drop off, we get to go as a family, which I love, and we put on crazy fun music. My son loves I Like to Move It by Will I Am from Madagascar. My daughter loves Purple Hat. She's 18 months old, by the way, but she loves it. She gets a groove on. Um, And I found this playlist of all the dance party songs that Damien and I listened to in our early 20s. So needless to say, we bounced into daycare, laughing, joking, playing, giggling. And while it made the goodbyes harder (laughs) because the kids didn't want to go, our energy levels were up, our vibrations were raised for all my beautiful spiritual listeners there, and we were feeling absolutely fabulous. Which considering we'd, you know, we'd had to wake both kids up on that morning and uh, we had to shove breakfast into them, get them changed quickly, you know, it definitely wasn't the norm, but it was super, super fun. And that's the choice. That's where we're at. We can make a slight change or we can keep living the same morning, morning after morning after morning. So for you, it may not be music, like I said. It may be exercise, it might be great food, meditation. It may be having a morning orgasm. It may be going for a swim in the ocean, even if it's in the middle of winter. Someone once told me that we get each day just once in a lifetime. Cheesy quote, but very, very true. The date that it is today, it's never going to be that date ever again. And when I first learnt that, I found that a little scary. Just a little, a little bit exciting as well, but it definitely made me stop And it made me contemplate life a little differently because it's true. Each day comes once in a lifetime. And while life is to be enjoyed, and yes, we have responsibilities we need to honour for work or whatever else, if you've seen the sun rise or set, you'll know that each day moves very quickly. It's here and then it's gone. We wake up, next thing we know we're putting our head on the pillow and then... Before we know it, we wake up and start the day all over again. So living the same day over and over and over again for me is a little bit daunting. I'm like, oh my goodness, really? Like, I don't know if I want to live my life like that. Those first few decisions you make each morning are really important ones and they can influence your entire day. They can help you manage your state as in keep your composure. Managing your state is another coachy term. Um, They can help you keep a level head, make sound decisions. They keep your energy up. Around the time your parasympathetic nervous system is doing its thing. So everyone who experiences that 330 itis, that's your parasympathetic nervous system beginning to shut down. Um, parasympathetic nervous system is something else we study in coaching because it affects our moods and our vibrations and our neurology, uh, and it's to do with our sleep patterns and a lot of other things that are going on in our body physiologically. I've been reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's part of book club that I'm in for work and it's a brilliant book. I highly recommend it and it talks extensively about, you guessed it, habits. (laughs) But seriously, it gives really simple to use frameworks to help you identify your current habits. What do you do in the mornings? Do you wake up, check your phone, go to the toilet, eat breakfast, jump in the shower, brush your teeth, etc.? He has um, a like rating scale that you can use to assess whether those habits move you towards or away from what it is that you want for yourself, ultimately, like a goal that you're working towards. It's great. Great, great, great book. Great resource. So, the reason that this imp- is important is because especially if you're someone who wakes up tired, it means you're not alert, you're not aware, you're not focused. So, your morning routine will most likely be verging on subconscious. If that's the case, you go on autopilot and you get yourself out the door and off to work or whatever you do in the day. Autopilot means a lack of awareness around your actions. So it's the path of least resistance, which is what our brain's primary motivation is to conserve as much energy as possible. And with that lack of awareness, we will be in a state where changing our behaviors is going to be really, really hard or our routine. I should have mentioned that if you don't care to change your morning routine, you can apply this to any other time in your day or area of your life. You may have routines at work, you may have routines at home, around bath time, around anything and you can apply it here. So I like to feel really good in the morning. I like to feel energized and most of the time I do but I feel like I I want to attack the day, I want to achieve great things and I want to really maximize what I do every day. So in saying that, as you've told, I told you, I'm a morning person. But it means I want to set myself up as best I can early on to have high energy levels, to feel good, optimize my day. And I want to achieve as much as possible. And I want to feel great doing it. I don't want much, as you can tell. So if that's like you, here's step one. Step one, document your current routine. So Use the James Clear book, Atomic Habits. I think there's a website where you can go to and download the, the thing or you can make your own up. It's really not hard. Um, but doing it on paper will enable you to see it out of your own head, obviously, and somewhat objectively assess it. So using the Atomics frame Habits Framework scorecard, um, work out whether each of these habits that you have in your morning routine are positive, negative or neutral. And just start with a section of your day. Just do a small section, like from the moment you wake up to the moment you leave your house or something like that. Just small, 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 small. Step two, spend some time really thinking about what lights your soul on fire. As I mentioned, for me, it's music. What is it for you? The simpler and easier, the better. Like if it's running a marathon, you're going to have to get up pretty early to do that before you get to work. Not that... You know, not that that should be a deterrent. But if you can choose something that's simple and easy, you're more likely to implement it because of that path of least resistance thing for our brain and motivating our brain that I mentioned earlier. Mel Robbins talks about the five-second rule. Brilliant. Love her. Um, Her TED Talk is just awesome. Um, But she talks about the five-second rule as a way to get out of bed in the morning. Really, really cool stuff. But finding your thing is key. To making this work. For some people, it might be doing some salutes to the sun. For others, it might be cooking something. For you know, whatever it is for you. A lot of the time, it will be something that you link with childhood. It's something that you loved doing as a child because when you do it, that anchoring thing again, you're going to go back to that place where you were fun and carefree and you could just be yourself. So, Music's the easiest one that I can think of but there are so many others that you will know are perfect for you but identifying the thing that's simple and easy um, but really truly gets your inner child out and having fun is really, really key to making you, you know, identify the things that make you feel just like your soul is on fire. Just amazing, okay? Because you want to feel really, really good. Step three, when you have a list of Three to four things that you know will make you feel awesome in an instant, find ways of bringing that into your routine. Find where and how. For instance, I have my Spotify playlist on my phone that I found. My phone is connected to my car. So I then have to remember to pop it on when I get in the car. When I was living in Melbourne, I would ride my bike to the gym and then I would ride my bike to work riding my bike made me feel awesome. The gym made me feel awesome. The music at the gym made me feel awesome. So it was a triple whammy. Now, if I get two of those three in my morning, great. But we're trying to do this in a really non-pressurized, enjoyable, again, path of least resistance way so that we can Keep it really simple right now to make sure that we implement it consistently which then will give us the longer term sustainable change. If we really have to butt up against it, if it requires significant energy for us to change, the chances of us maintaining it is less and less and less. Again, James Clear talks about this as do many, many other people. Um, But we need to just keep it really, really small incremental steps to keep it sustainable. Pick one on your list Start with that and then pick where in your morning routine you're going to bring this in. Step four is to find a trigger to remind yourself to do it. The thing about routines and autopilot is that we coast. We aren't present. We aren't in the moment. Half the time we're not even paying attention. It's like when you get in the car and you drive somewhere that you've driven like a million times. You sometimes arrive at that destination and stop and go, oh, I do not remember the drive here. (laughs) You're like, oh, that's not safe. But it's a similar thing, right? Especially the more and more and more and more we do things and our brain really likes to automate processes as much as it can to conserve energy for other things, for new information that we might want to pay attention to. So again, conservation of energy, we coast. We don't want to coast when we're trying to implement new routines, which means we need to keep it simple. So finding a trigger to remind ourselves is really, really key. Often in our morning routine, we'll arrive at our destination or we'll arrive where we're going to arrive and we'll be like, oh, damn, I was going to do that. Or, you know, some people like one of my recent clients, again, it will it'll spark the negative self-talk because she'll start going, oh, I was meant to do that and I didn't. And how dare I? I'm so this, that and everything else. And we, we just don't want to trigger any of that, Right. We don't want to give ourselves a hard time. We don't want to pressurize this. We don't need to beat ourselves up. We've got enough people doing that for us. So let's just be really, really kind. And when I say find a trigger, I mean we make, we get something that's super, super obvious, which puts enough attention in our pathway, our path, normal, and like I mean physical path, like because we would map. By the time we get out of bed in the morning, we could actually map exactly where we walk and what we do. And chances are it's going to be pretty close to the same every single morning. So we need to find something that we can put on our path that is going to actually help us to stop and go, oh, that's right, we're going to do that differently this morning. So that client that I was coaching before who was trying to lose weight um, and wanted to up her gym, gym times, she wanted to start brushing her teeth immediately after dinner. Because she wanted to minimize the eating that she was doing after dinner to help her lose weight. And she put a bright yellow giraffe on the kitchen counter near the sink. It didn't belong there and she's quite finicky about where everything goes in her house. She's quite fussy. And because it was on the sink, it got in the way of her washing up. So, she would go and put that away. And when she put it away, it was close to the bathroom. So, that would remind her to go and brush her teeth. That was her trigger. So choose a trigger and make it blaringly obvious. Make it almost an inconvenience. So that giraffe, she was like, damn, I can't wash up. I need to get the giraffe. I need to put the giraffe where it belongs. I need to pack up, you know, my end of day routine. So when I put the giraffe away, oh, yep, I have to go past the bathroom. So I'm just going to duck in, brush my teeth and then go back to the washing up and continue my evening as normal, right? Cool. So trigger. Step five, put this change to the test get up and try it. It's not just for one day, by the way. Try it for five. Just start with five and see what happens. By the way, nothing may happen. It may have little or no impact on you at all, but I doubt it. So, give it a red hot crack. Commit to the change for a certain number of days. Start with five. The most important thing to gauge is the change, not whether it was mind-blowing or completely revolutionary, All you have to do is calibrate the difference. Was there a difference in how you felt at the end of each day or in what you achieved throughout the day or in some other criteria as established by you? Because these are your rules, remember? This is about you, your outcome. But we want to make sure that, you know, the difference that was made was worth the effort to implement that change in the first place. So if the answer is yes, you've made a great change, well done. If the answer is no, maybe a different change is required. Maybe the light up your soul on fire criteria wasn't strong enough. Maybe the trigger wasn't strong enough. You can take this five-step process and you can work out where it breaks down fix that bit then continue to do the rest and you can continue to revamp this in any routine you have in any part of your life where you're looking to spice it up a little bit to get a little bit maybe spontaneous or bring a little bit more flair a little bit more energy you know particularly around things that you find don't really serve you or things that you have to do as part of your day like we all have to get up we all have to get out the door well not everybody but you know what I mean there's Certain things we have to do in the morning or throughout parts of our day. So, when you're looking to add that little bit of spice, take these five steps, implement that and then just analyse the process. So, which part of it broke down? If it broke down, let's fix that. Let's that up. Let's reassess that. Let's maybe choose something different and then let's go through the five steps again. And you can continue to do that over and over and over again in multiple places in your life to make massive, massive shifts. The key with this five-step process, again, is to not only calibrate the difference, but keep it simple and keep it with much, much less pressure. Right? Everything in our life seems to be pressured. We've got to pay our mortgage. Got to go to work. We've got to do certain number of hours. We've got to do this. we got to. Do that. It like there's just there's we've already got enough pressure from wherever that pressure is coming from. You will know that for yourself, right? Home, work, wherever else. So much pressure. So the last thing we need to be doing is putting more pressure on ourselves. So let's take a beat. Let's just be really kind to ourselves. And instead of it being like, right, I'm going to make this massive change. It's no. Okay, well, you know, maybe I could zhuzh up my morning routine. Maybe I want to bounce into work like Rihanna bounced into daycare. You know what I mean? We just want to be nice and kind to ourselves little by little by little because it's these incremental changes that make the difference, right? So repeat the five steps. Number one, document your current routine in wherever area you're wanting to focus on. Number two, really discover what lights your soul on fire. And that's a big one because that will be very, very specific to you, to your life, to how you feel. No one can do that bit for you. Three, locate when your feel awesome in an instant can come into your routine. Four, choose a trigger to help you make that change consistently and to remind yourself to make that change. Five, test it and calibrate. James Clear says, if you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. I'm not good at maths. I can't really work that out, but I'm curious about working it out. I'm going to go and work that out and I'll come back to you. He also says, it is only when looking back two, five or ten years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones become strikingly apparent. Give the five steps a try. Read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Keep going keep persisting. I believe in you. I'll see you next week. Hey, before you go, I always find reviews really helpful when looking for new information or insights. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a minute to write a quick review about what you found most beneficial so that other people can benefit from your insights and have the listen as well. I would love that. Also, if there are any topics you want me to cover specifically about life coaching or the life coaching industry, visit RhiannonBush.com to contact me. Thanks for joining and I'll see you in the next episode of the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast.